Welcome to the Bird is the Word podcast, where our main goals are to share the stories of unique individuals, grow our communities, and to have fun while doing so. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and let's dive on in. Welcome back to another episode of Bird is the Word. This is your host, Adam Bird, also known as the Birdman. And I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Bird is the Word podcast. Uh, whether this is the very first episode you're listening to, or if you've been listening since the very first episode, uh, I just really appreciate you as my audience, and I hope that you get a lot out of Birds the Word podcast. If this is your first time listening, then our three goals are to share the stories of unique individuals, to grow our communities, and to just have fun while doing so. And I think we can accomplish that right here on this pod. As far as today's main purpose of the episode, uh, this past week was National FFA Week. And if you're not familiar with that, that's the National FFA Organization, the largest student-led organization of young agriculturalists and future leaders of our generation. Um, I was a very active member of that since my high school days. And Uh, continue to support that organization by being an FFA advisor and agriculture education teacher here at a local high school in Madison County, North Carolina. Uh, All throughout this past week, uh, we, we held the festivities of National FFA Week. We had a teacher breakfast of Bojangles biscuits. We had a national officer come visit us, Yomar Rahman from Puerto Rico. Uh, had some students attend a regional leadership conference. Unfortunately, the last two days of our FFA week got snowed out, but we're planning to make up a few of our activities in the weeks to come. Uh, so I, in honor of National FFA Week, I asked my listeners to send me questions about my experiences in FFA or just my experiences as a beginning young agriculture education teacher in high school. I was glad to see that a few people did reach out with their questions. In fact, one person reached out with uh, what I thought was ironically a get-to-know-the-teacher activity uh, that just you know, pushes students to ask these different types of questions so that they can break the shell of their teacher to learn more about who the teacher is as a person because, believe it or not, as an ag teacher, um, I, I do spend a lot of time at school, but um, I am not solely an ag teacher. My identity stretches far beyond that, and I truly value the first few weeks of school where I can invest in that time of building a community with my students and letting them know who I am as an individual outside of these four walls of my classroom. Uh, So that's what's on the lineup for today. We'll also hear the new What's the Word Bird, a.k.a. the quote of the week. So without further ado, let's keep on rolling right into What's the Word Bird. I told you last week that we were going to rebrand what Quote of the Week was going to be known as, and it seems kind of cliche or kind of cheesy, but what's the word bird seemed to be an appropriate match for that. And so uh, I shared with you last week my favorite quote of all times about Ralph Waldo Emerson. This week, I want to share one with you by Tom Rath, and it's one that I heard just at a high school by our state agriculture education leader, Josh Bledsoe, and it is as follows. If you're green, you're growing. If you're ripe, you're rotten. Uh, Words that I'd never thought too, too much about until I started to realize that we as learners must always continue to push ourselves to learn more. Uh, The minute that we think that we know everything there is to know about a particular topic, a technique, a practice, uh, a conversation, 
you know, whatever it may be. The minute we think we know everything there is to know about it, there is no more room for growth. We have reached the peakness of our of our fruitfulness, and we're just going to continue to be rotten uh, and, and just rot from that point on. So always being open to learning more, whether that's uh, reading articles related to something you're passionate about, watching some television shows, uh, Listening to podcasts, you know, that's that's one that's up and growing even more now. Those are all different ways and examples that we can continue to push ourselves to be green and growing instead of ripe and rotten. So this has been our second edition of What's the Word, Bird? Hope you've enjoyed. If you have some ideas or you want to suggest a quote, again, please reach out to me on social media. Our Twitter handle is A underscore Birdman and my Instagram slash Facebook Handle is A-T-O-M-B-Y-R-D-22. That is AtomBird22. Thanks so much, and let's move right along. All right, so the main entree for today's show is a little bit of Q&A with me, the host, Adam Bird, also known as the Birdman, just in case you didn't know. Uh, And so like I prefaced earlier, this whole past week was National FFA Week, celebrating the leadership and the future and the just growing success of the National FFA organization. And so I hit social media and uh, asked the following, in honor of National FFA Week and my new podcast adventure, uh, what are some questions you would want to see answered about my job as an ag teacher or experiences in FFA? And so uh, one person that replied and Maybe trying to be a little funny, but I'm going to take him up on his offer uh, and uh, answer the question. Uh, my One of my ag teachers, Reggie Jenkins, asked, who is your favorite high school ag teacher and why? Careful now. And he even used the hashtag Adam answers questions carefully. Funny man, funny man. Uh, so fun fact about Reggie Jenkins, he was one of my ag teachers. He was specialized in animal science when I was coming through North Lenore High School. And he is probably responsible Uh, the most for my passion and my love of NC State athletics. Go Wolfpack. Uh, He took me to my very first NC State football game, um, and he just – he was always so passionate about NC State. And if you ever see NC State losing a game, which happens more than I'd like to admit, you can always find Reggie Jenkins and his profile picture having a paper bag over Tuffy's face. So, you know, sometimes it's hard being a Wolfpack fan, but again, I appreciate Mr. Jenkins for giving me those opportunities to become one. Now, to actually answer his question about who was my favorite agriculture education teacher, uh, I was fortunate enough to have three. There was Mr. Jenkins, there was David Mooring, and then there was uh, Michelle Spence. And all three of them, I was so fortunate that all three of them had very unique personalities and different abilities and talents to share with their students. Uh, Miss Spence had a passion for horticulture, teaching the plant sciences, uh, but also, you know, just being a caring and nurturing individual who I think first saw, like, you know, the diamond in the rough that really took the time to invest in me as an individual uh, and gave me those first opportunities. She's the one that kind of snatched me up after my freshman year and uh, we'll say voluntold me to run for chapter office. And from there, it's, you know, the rest is history. So I think I owe my start to Miss Spence. Uh, Mr. Jenkins, being an animal science teacher, uh, he's the one that also instilled in me the passion of working with animals. Uh, he Every spring, he would get about 20 to 25 gilts, uh, which is a female pig that has not reached sexual maturity yet. And we would raise those for a few months and always culminated with a uh, livestock show and sale 
I think it was called the Coastal Plains Livestock Show and Sale uh, in Lenore County at the Livestock Arena. And so I did that all three years that I had animal science classes and even owned my own pigs a few times. Uh, And it was just a great hands-on learning experience that taught me what it meant to not only raise animals, but do that humanely, uh, as well as the profit that could be there as a young agriculturalist. And ultimately, it it influenced me to pursue my bachelor's degree in agriculture education with a minor in animal science, uh, to a point now where at the school I'm teaching at, I specialize in animal science classes. Uh, We have a livestock barn, and my students are fortunate enough to be working with chickens, broilers, layers, goats, sheep, had a cow here one time. Uh, So just always trying to push the envelope to expose my students uh, to the world of working with animals, just like my teacher, Mr. Jenkins, did for me. And then there's Mr. Mooring, who, in my opinion, is one of the most influential people in Lenore County. Uh, The man has done so much, be that community service projects, working field trials, doing barbecue chicken cook-offs and dinners, uh, helping with our North Illinois FFA alumni, uh, just has always been so tapped into what the needs of Lenore County are and has always found ways to include his students in how they can, uh, you know, help with those needs. Uh, He is mainly the ag mechanics teacher or was the ag mechanics teacher and natural resources teacher at North Lenore. um, And he challenged me more with my uncomfortableness of public speaking and learning how to be a chairman when it comes to parliamentary procedure, how to run business meetings. Um, that man kept his finger on me the the entire run, pushing me and pressuring me. Uh, but ultimately, as you know, when you have a lump of coal, when you apply pressure to it, eventually you squeeze out that diamond. And I, I have to thank David Mooring for uh, applying that pressure onto me. And ultimately, I, I don't I would not be where I am now as an ag teacher. Uh, I have had to teach a few sections at ag mechanics, and he probably laughs at that when he thinks of it because I was one of the most uncoordinated people in the shop when I took ag mech. But now it's to a point that I think he would be proud of the fact that I am offering students an opportunity to learn how to use technical skills, um, how to you know learn woodworking and practice that safely, as well as some metalworking with welding. So all three of my ag teachers, there there isn't a solid favorite They have all played such a crucial role in my career and and my growing as a leader and as a person and the development of who I am today. And so uh, you may have tried to get me there, Mr. Jenkins, but the answer is all three. And I know that's maybe not an answer you're going to be satisfied with, but there's always next time. Uh, The next thing I want to move into is that article shared with me by one of the listeners. And it was kind of the, uh, you know, Questions to ask your teacher to really get to know them as a person outside the classroom. And so there's a list here. We're going to just scroll right through it and try to answer them as I see the questions that, you know, I think would be enjoyable by the listeners. So uh, about life outside the school, what is one of your hidden talents? Well, I do enjoy playing music. I've played the guitar for a little over 10 years. But what a lot of people don't know about me is that I actually played the alto saxophone when I was in middle school. I actually played the saxophone that my dad and my brother did. Uh, when I got to high school, I decided that I didn't want to do you know, band anymore. I wanted to pursue soccer and FFA and ultimately had to get a job. So uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where my music ambition started at was that saxophone. And even before that was that little plastic percorder flute that could drive your parents crazy that we had to learn how to play back in like third or fourth grade. 
uh, what would the students be surprised to find out about you? Um, probably that I listen to more than country music. I listen to just about everything. I'm not a huge you know, rap fan, but Eminem's pretty good when I, whenever I need to get kind of pumped up about something. But, you know, I'm not just a country music fan. I, I listen to a lot of different types of music. What's a typical Saturday night look like for you? Probably sitting in the recliner watching Netflix, probably The Office. I'm a huge Office fan. Uh, while, you know, playing tug of war or playing fetch with my dog Maddie. Uh, that's probably what my s- typical Saturday night looks like. What are some pets you've had or would like to own? I've always been a dog person. I've always, I've always also had cats. Uh, but right now I have a little over two year old lab and boxer mix. Her name's Maddie. Uh, she was with me. I got her as soon as I moved to Madison County before I met my now fiance. And, uh, she was the girl that always looked forward to me coming home regardless how bad my day was. So uh, Maddie helped me out a lot with transitions. And then after uh, Abby and I moved in together, uh, she adopted a cat, and that cat is a long hair, uh, and we call him George. And I didn't think I'd be a fan of George, but I'll be honest with you, I probably like that cat more than Abby does, and I think the cat likes me more than it likes Abby. So what is your dream vacation? I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Uh, That doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon, but that is my ultimate dream vacation. I will say I went to Las Vegas this past summer, and that was a blast. I never thought I'd go to Las Vegas, so but my dream vacation is Hawaii. Um, how do I spend my summer breaks? Interesting fact, all ag teachers in North Carolina at the high school level are 12-month employees, and so I'm actually employed to work two extra months a year, and a lot of that time in the summer is taken up by taking kids to conventions, to uh, FFA camp down at White Lake. Uh, I also spend a week at summer conference with CTE. Usually there's a national ag conference, a regional conference that takes place and try to fit in some vacation time where I can. Uh, so that's what our typical summer looks like as well as a, a chapter officer retreat to get a head start in planning for the next school year. What are your trapped on a desert island books or movies? Uh, has to be the Godzilla movies. I'm a huge Godzilla fan from Growing up watching the old Japanese version when I was staying with my grandma to watching the new ones uh, that have been released in the past few years. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Uh, as far as books go, I'd probably say Harry Potter or Series of Unfortunate Events. Uh, those two are the series that have always captured my attention. What would my last meal be? This is the easy one. Country-style steak over gravy with rice and baked beans and dinner rolls. Best meal ever. And actually, my fiance can cook that really good. I'm very, very blessed there. Uh, What can I cook to perfection? Nothing. I'm sorry. I try, but I'm never consistent. Uh, If you won the lottery and decided to give up teaching, what would you do instead? That's a very interesting question. I would probably, um, man, I wish I could stay teaching, but if I had to give up teaching and do something else, I'd probably uh, invest in some way that I could be a motivational speaker or just figure out ways that I can give back more to a local community. What are some traditions or superstitions you have on the first day of school? Uh, I've always heard that phrase of like, never let your students see you smile until like, you know, two weeks before the exams. I'm not a huge believer in that. Uh, I try to be as warm and welcoming as I can. Uh, But at the same time, realizing that I have to be firm with them and um, not lessen my expectations or lower my expectations as the year goes on. Uh, But I'm also very nervous and anxious whenever the first day of the new semesters begin. Um, And I just try to be the 
kind of funny teacher that makes them laugh. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Those kids are just like emotionless bodies uh, that just take up space the first week of school. They they don't want to give you an inch um, as much as you want them to. Uh, favorite dish from the cafeteria? I actually don't eat from the cafeteria much. What inspires you? Probably the thing that inspires me the most is um, working with students every day that have a tough home situation. Um, you know, they're by no means the richest folks in my classroom, and they have very, very tough family situations, home situations. Um, and so sometimes just them coming to class and being in a positive mood and having conversations with me, uh, that's inspiration enough. But ultimately, whenever they start to challenge themselves to really push their boundaries when they have no reason to, but they do so because, I don't know, maybe they, they want to to impress me or make a good impression on me, um, that really gives me a lot of inspiration. Uh, how does technology make teaching more simple or difficult? Well, it makes it more difficult because it's a lot of clicking, especially grade books and stuff like that. Too many clicks. Uh, but how does it make it more simple? It's easy for me to push out content to students easier, but ultimately, um, you know, I don't think that necessarily means they're learning it any better. Are there any embarrassing teaching moments you're willing to share? What are they? Oh, man. Uh, there are too many to count. Um I could honestly probably do a whole episode on embarrassing teacher moments, and I think that's where I'm going to leave that. Uh, I'll share some specific embarrassing stories later in the future. Uh, so moving right along to uh, more questions. What differences do you see in your morning students versus the afternoon classes? Well, the morning students aren't awake yet, and the afternoon students are, you know, they've had lunch and they're trying to fall asleep, so they're not really awake either. Uh, really got to get those students in second period. That's when they're the most awake. What is a school sport or activity you enjoy watching? So not a lot of people know this, but um, I love watching high school basketball games. I think that it's the most, maybe the closest thing to watching an NC State game that it's like, you know, a heartbreaker right there at the very end, really, really close score. Um, even if the score is not that close in a high school basketball game, just being there in person and just feeling the intensity and the adrenaline in the room, um, like, I get really anxious and just like, I don't know, it, it's a lot for me. So that's definitely a sport I enjoy watching. Um, but usually I don't try to push myself to watch more than a few per each school year. Uh, how do you think students will remember you and your class? Well, I ask students this every now and then, but uh, ultimately I think that they remember my class as being a very comfortable environment, a chill environment, if you will. Uh, that's their words, not mine. But one where they can learn be comfortable, have fun, and get some experiences out of it that I think they'll you know, keep with them in the years to come. How long would I survive in a zombie apocalypse and why? If my brother were here, he would say that I would last forever because I don't have any brains, and there's probably some truth to that. What is your spirit animal? Oh, man, uh, probably a spider monkey. And the last one to cap it off, what song do you know all the lyrics to that might surprise people? I think this one is easily white and nerdy by... And here's a small sample of that, just so you know I'm not bluffing. I've been browsing Speckman, X-Men, comics, Noah, collecting a pins in a pocket, I must protect on my ergonomic keyboard, never leave b shopping on lines of deals of rival media, I ate at Wikipedia, I memorized Holy Grail of the Well, I can rest out right now, heavy R to it, oh well. Woo! What you know about that? That's been a little bit of Q&A with Adam Bird, the Birdman. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this first pilot episode of Bird is the Word. 
And I have some exciting news for you. Uh, tomorrow, I'm interviewing our first guest on the podcast. And so uh, his name's John Stewart, not the John Stewart from The Daily Show, but none the same. He is still just as amazing. John and I have known each other since 2011, is as early as I can place it, when he was a state FFA officer in North Carolina. The following year, I was a state FFA officer and continued to work with John through that capacity. And probably the way that John and I know each other the most and got to know each other better was by being on camp staff at the North Carolina FFA Center in White Lake, North Carolina. Uh, That was the summer of 2014. So there are a lot of stories that we can talk about there. Um, And we even talked about writing a book one day about those adventures. But uh, until then, I'm just going to leave it at Red 20. I'm really excited about having him on the podcast. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Bird is the Work. Thank you for listening to the Bird is the Word podcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you can continue to grow with us as we try to achieve our three goals, which are number one, to share the stories of unique individuals, number two, to grow our community, and number three, to have fun while doing so. Be sure not to only subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes, whatever platform you may listen to, but also share this podcast with any of your family and friends, your social media accounts, anywhere that you feel like people could benefit from the message that's being broadcasted here while we try to achieve our three goals. Thank you so much for being here with me on Bird is the Word. I hope you have a great day. Birdman out.